Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the State of Innovation podcast from the Illinois Science and Technology Coalition. I'm Matt Bragg, director of ISTC. Um, and today we have a really interesting interview with Bill Payne, who's the executive director of science and technology uh, at the University of Chicago's Polsky Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Um, we get into his background uh, growing up on the south side of Chicago and um, getting interested in engineering and kind of moving through the telecommunications uh, corporate world. Uh, and then ending up at Polsky, where he's leading their science and technology, you know, innovation arm. Um, we get into some specifics around technology commercialization and uh, university industry partnerships and um, even some of the work that the Polsky Center is doing to support um, businesses outside, you know, their walls to support uh, some of the small businesses there on the south side of Chicago. So um, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Bill. So, Bill Payne, thanks for joining us on the State of Innovation podcast. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Great. So, I want to get into um, you know your new role at Polsky and everything that's going on there, and the great work at U Chicago. Um, but I, I'd like to start with a little bit about kind of your origin story and um, you know your career arc so far. So, um, maybe if you can take us all the way back to. Um, you know, even college and even before that, and, and sort of how you became interested in, in engineering. Okay, very good. It's a, it is an interesting story, at least to me, <laughs> I'll say that. But uh, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, uh, attended uh, local uh, Catholic high school there. Uh, my father had, uh, mother and father uh, went to college and uh, historically black uh college and university HBCU school. Uh, my father had graduated in industrial arts, but wasn't able to get a, a job in the field because <clears throat> those were limited, you know, with respect to African-Americans. So he, but he always had that kind of science inclination, science background and instilled it in me and, and helped to uh, generate the interest uh, that I had, have, uh, had and have in science. So as I got, uh, I guess my junior, junior year of high school, uh, I was fortunate to get invited to a program at Purdue University, Minority Introduction to Engineering program. And at that point I hadn't, I knew I liked science as you know, I, I reflected you know, with respect to my, my parents, but didn't really, hadn't really made a, uh, a decision on you know, what, career path I would go down and, and how I would, whether or not I could, uh, you know, leverage and, and benefit from my interests. Uh, I went down to Purdue, a two-week program, uh, kids from all over the U.S. came there, uh, minority, African-American, et cetera, uh, people of color. Uh, we had reviews of all the engineering disciplines, and two things came out of uh, that for me when I went back, came back to Chicago, one was that I wanted to become an engineer and uh, really focus electrical engineer. And then the second is that I wanted to go to Purdue. So I ended up uh, pursuing both of those, uh, graduated with an electrical engineering degree from Purdue. And, and then uh, as I was there at Purdue, I was fortunate to be able to get a uh, engineering scholarship from Bell Laboratories. And uh, with that, uh, I, I went, through undergrad and uh, Bell Labs made me an offer for uh, 
to work full time, which I, I took. And uh, the first thing that they asked me to do was to complete graduate education. So I went to Georgia, Georgia Tech in Atlanta, completed uh, work there, electrical engineering, digital signal processing, communications. Uh, came back in, into the Chicago area, uh, Bell Laboratories, and then uh, worked there and completed my uh, a PhD degree at the Illinois Institute of Technology uh, while I was working. So, um, and at my, my Bell Lab stint, I was focused on broadband wireline communication, optical fiber based communication. Uh, the last part of my uh, stint there was focused on uh, internet access over cable systems. Uh, you know, there was a time when, you know, pre-cable uh, systems when internet access was primarily uh, dial-up and we, you know, could see the advantage of broadband communication over cable uh, infrastructure. Uh, from that, I moved to Motorola. In Motorola, I joined a cable uh, division initially, uh, still uh, perfecting and, and contributing to the, this new uh, internet access over cable. And uh, then moved from there to uh, wireless systems where I spent the bulk of my uh, career from that, that point on, wireless communication. And basically we, we all uh, love to take our wireline experience, our uh, internet access and you know, web surfing and you know, video communications, take it uh, on the road for us untethered. So all of those services translated to uh, wireless services. And uh, I was for, uh, worked my way through and uh, into the executive ranks at Motorola, uh, having a stint as chief technology officer of the wireless infrastructure business. Uh, we sold the business to Nokia and uh, had a, a chief technology officer uh, stint there as well, CTO. Um, then had interest in starting my own company, uh, started that uh, to focus on sponsored data. The area really didn't you know, take off as much but uh, uh, ended up uh, um, moving the company into a uh, consulting firm and, and spent time at the consulting firm before uh, joining the staff at Polsky. And what I would say is that you know, throughout my career, uh, I focused on translating technologies out of laboratories and into a commercial product. That was the case in, in Motorola and Nokia. And the, yeah, I'm bringing those skills to uh, the University of Chicago and Polsky. Uh, translating, albeit, you know, much broader set of technologies and sciences than, you know, telecommunications, but still, you know, leveraging some of the skills and um, experiences that I've had in the past to be able to uh, uh, translate them into these uh, new ideas, great ideas from our faculty into uh, commercial uh, industry. Yeah, thanks for that background. And, you know, I, I want to get into some of that. But, you know, first of all, you know, your background in, you know, telecommunications and going from kind of the corporate world to starting your own company. Um, what attracted you to this new role as executive director of science and technology at Polsky? Yeah, so the uh, what we at Polsky are doing, particularly for the faculty, are, you know, helping them to uh, uh, starting out, protect the technology that they have, the concepts and, and intellectual property, but then also helping them in uh, many cases to consider building their own company. And so that experience, you know, my experience and experience with corporations, because in, in the licensing world, much of that is, uh, you know, marketed to larger corporations. Uh, and then in, if, if 
it's not appropriate or uh, the opportunity is there for the faculty and interest is there for the faculty to uh, form a venture, uh, form a startup. Uh, that is um, <clears throat> also an interest of mine. And, uh, you know, I have that experience to bring to the table as well. Uh, and so both, you know, both of those, you know, kind of led me to uh, consider this role. Yeah, so in, in this current role that you've taken on, you, you oversee technology commercialization, uh, Polsky Science Ventures, and industry relations. Um, so I'm, ho I'm hoping you can walk me through um, a little bit of, of Polsky's efforts on all three fronts there. I know you've mentioned a little bit about technology commercialization, um, but maybe explain to us what you're doing around Polsky Science Ventures uh, and then industry relations as well. Okay. So maybe before I do that, I'll step back and you know talk about Polsky overall, and then dig into the science and tech technology part of it. But uh, you know, within Polsky, we we have uh, a part of the organization that has its history and and foundation from uh, Booth Business uh, School, and then part is the science and technology, and then we have an, another. Uh, focus on community engagement. And if you look at kind of the uh, kind of customers or constituencies that we are focused on, uh, student-led innovation uh, with some of our new venture challenge and you know, booth-led activities, uh, community engagement as well, you know, with uh, trying to help companies there on, on the South side. Uh, to be able to, uh, you know, gain experience and, you know, leverage some of the educational uh, programming from uh, Polsky. And that's the exchange. Uh, and then the science and tech team, which is primarily focused on faculty-led innovation. And so that that's the, the piece that I lead. We're focused on, you know, getting uh, commercial opportunities out into the uh, industries from, you know, faculty, uh, ideas, concepts, and laboratories. Uh, and you're right, Matt, there are three uh, sub-teams that we have. Uh, the first is the uh, tech commercialization itself, uh, which consists of intellectual property development or technology development. That uh, team works with the faculty to draw out ideas and uh, you know, help to develop the, the patents and, and uh, do the filings themselves. Uh, there's a what we call a business development team that is focused on licensing, uh, working with companies in order to, uh, you know, get sign up for uh, the utilization of our technologies and eventual royalties coming into the University of Chicago. And then uh, we have an industry relations uh, organization, and they uh, focus on more comprehensive uh, relationships with uh, corporations, and that will benefit our licensing that I you know, just mentioned, but also uh, to be able to build relations for potentially corporate sponsored research, uh, which is you know, broader than, you know, let's say tech commercialization. So that's the industry relations team. And, and one other aspect that they do is uh, they market our technologies. So we need to make sure that the companies out there see that technologies that we've developed and, you know, what uh, patents that we hold and, and uh, you know, make it easy for them to, the corporations to do business with us. And then we have a science ventures team and that team is focused on working with uh, faculty members on um, 
helping them to decide if a you know startup is the right opportunity for them. Uh, you know, help in the business planning, help in uh, development of technology roadmap, and um, be able to to give them uh, eventual funding. Uh, and there are two programs that you know, are, are within that science ventures team. The first one is uh, Compass, which we just recently announced is a, a deep tech accelerator that, you know, helps to, to uh, draw um, ideas from our, our labs, uh, set up business teams, work on the roadmap itself, uh, work on the pitch decks and get the uh, company and technology to a point where it's nearly uh, what we would consider investment grade. So that's the Compass program. We recently announced that. Uh, we've gone through uh, one cohort and are, are working through our second cohort at this time. And then the other is the George Schultz Innovation Fund, which uh, is a uh, funding, you know, provides a grant uh, to companies that are, you know, worthy of, you know, funding at that point and uh, helps them to, you know, bridge their uh, the, uh, gap in, in funding or provi provide uh, funding for, you know, new operations, I guess is the better way to say it. Yeah, so many activities going on at Polsky mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you guys have really become, I think, mm -hmm. a, a national, probably even an international leader just in terms of the, you know, the resources you're providing to students and faculty that have, you know, new innovations they, they want to bring to the market, whether that's, uh, you know, patenting and licensing or, you know, creating their own startup, whatever the, the situation might be. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about that commercialization aspect of it. Um, you know, it's, it's really something that has become, you know, kind of front and center for universities like UChicago and, um, you know, all the universities in our state that are producing this, you know, high quality science and technology research, um, but then trying to bring those innovations out of the lab into the marketplace, right? So, um, you know, it's, it's not a, a simple endeavor, right? Taking those innovations from university researchers that are, you know, used to more kind of academic research and, um, you know, creating new discoveries in their labs, but getting them to think about commercial applications for their new technologies, right? And, and maybe bringing them to market. So what are some of the, you know, kind of unique ways that Polsky is trying to facilitate some of that? I know, um, you guys go as far as even to sometimes pair these researchers with, you know, people that have business expertise that can kind of help them launch a new company, which is, um, you know, obviously super important for a lot of our brilliant researchers who just aren't business folks, right? And they need a little bit of a helping hand uh, to understand, you know, the market that they're in and, and getting their their technology off the ground. So maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of the unique ways that Polsky looks at, at helping, you know, that commercialization activity. Well, yes, thank you, Matt. It starts with uh, invention disclosures. Uh, that's the uh, first part of the pipeline. And we have to have uh, folks that are skilled enough to be able to uh, work with the researchers, understand the ideas that they have, uh, what understand and uh, what the potential uh, you know commercial opportunity is, be able to draw out what what aspects are you know patentable, 
you know, what kind of claims can be, you know, made in the uh, development of the and filing of the patent. And so you, the first thing is you have to have people that are skilled enough to be able to do that. And, and it's uh, skilled in the sciences, but also in, uh, you know, patent, uh, you know, aspects of, or, or being able to, to, you know, work through the patent process itself. And so there's a certain amount of training and a certain amount of skill that's, that's required. The other is, is, again, at this front end, to be able to, you know, go out and get the ideas, as, as you have mentioned, uh, that may not be top of mind uh, in, you know, for most researchers. I mean, they get, you know, points for obviously advancing their, uh, you know, research and, and publications and et cetera, all that, you know, goes into their, you know, tenure track. Uh, and so we work to, you know, draw out those ideas uh, to get people, you know, interested in commercialization. And uh, so there's a, a whole process of outreach, uh, you know, getting Polsky in front of everyone and, you know, tr trying to get uh, uh, folks to consider uh, this other, you know, path uh, as far as outlet of uh, technologies. But then uh, we, we work with them to understand, you know, who it is that may be interested and in how this will, you know, play out and develop some ideas on, you know, roadmap and, uh, you know, where the technology will likely develop initially and, uh, and have these discussions, as I mentioned, about whether or not a, uh, you know, startup is worthwhile and, you know, give them the pros and cons of, uh, you know, signing up to licenses. If you, they sign an exclusive, you know, license or we sign an exclusive license, licensing agreement around a protect, particular technology that may limit, and, you know, what they can do as far as their startup, you know, especially if they're considering, you know, uh, base, baselining off of the, the same idea. So we, you know, work our way through those and, and it's a, the, the great thing, exciting thing is that it, it does take kind of a mixture of skills. Um, you know, the, the technical skills, the, uh, you know, legal aspects, uh, the business aspects, you know, working out uh, with the companies, uh, it's relationship oriented. Uh, you, you, you know, one of the challenges sometimes, you know, things aren't, as attractive maybe to us as they are to the researcher. And we have to be able to, you know, manage that, you know, manage the relationships because uh, we want those good, you know, flow of ideas coming from them. So, uh, you know, those are the things that make the uh, job and, and uh, you know, organization exciting. Yeah, it's a great point just to how many kind of different skills come together around this process, right? And, you know, in terms of the work that ISTC is doing, trying to support our universities that are bringing these innovations into the marketplace and, you know, either licensing or, you know, even better creating a new company, right, that, that can hopefully grow jobs and provide opportunity for people in the state, it's so important. So it's, it's great to see all the work that you're doing uh, around that. Um, I do want to touch also on something you mentioned earlier around university and industry partnerships. 
Um, and this is another area where we've tried to be active in terms of you know, trying to help facilitate these connections between universities and industry um, around, you know, not only entrepreneurship and commercialization, but research and, and R&D within companies and, you know, even talent programs, trying to make sure that our universities are, are providing, um, you know, the, the right kinds of education that lead to, to quality jobs in Illinois. So, I'm curious if you can talk through um, some of the partnerships that Polsky has created recently around the work that that you're doing, um, and then just kind of, you know, what are the benefits of those partnerships, and and what are some of the successes that you've seen? Yes, we uh, do our outreach, and uh, we are fortunate. We have a you know strong uh, alumni base which gives us you know some important uh, contact points within these companies that we're interested in so many times we start you know with that and and that's you know both on the science side as well as the you know business booth side and we go in with a you know broad perspective uh, establishing a broader relationship to understand how many you know touch points really make sense with the university and by the way, sometimes we're, you know, following uh, leads and following relationships that have been established uh, across other pieces of the university as well. So there, it, we, we are not always the first contact point. We definitely try to leverage, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, alumni or uh, other relationships that have been established. But, you know, as we come into it, we want to uh, look across, you know, science and, and the engagement. Uh, and I mentioned that one of the first things we'd like to see is whether or not there's an opportunity, opportunity for corporate uh, sponsored research. That's an area, uh, you know, within the university that we're trying to, trying to grow where uh, we're, we have, you know, great, uh, you know, government led, you know, research activities, but uh, government-funded research activities, but we'd also like to uh, move down the front as appropriate uh, with corporate-sponsored uh, research. So we we start with those levels of discussions, and we've had uh, you know begun relationships based on you know some of our alumni with you know AbbVie and you know Microsoft and some some of the you know names that uh, you know all of all of us would know. And uh, then we, after those first set of discussions, then we fine tune it, you know, to those areas that make sense. We we come in initially with uh, we, we've set up um, kind of a library, if you will, of researchers and their capabilities. Uh, we spent some time over the past year, you know, developing that, uh, you know, presentation material, if you will. So based on uh, you know, some of the initial discussions with the, uh, you know, with these companies, we will start to talk about research that, you know, we have within the university that may be of interest. And then that'll work its way into, you know, more detailed discussions. And we, we feel that that's, you know, worked pretty well. We also uh, have started a newsletter, you know, for uh, reaching out to partners that we've, you know, made contact with be able to you know keep the conversation going uh update them on new things that have occurred within the university and uh then we 
we have done uh, some very you know focused uh, what we're calling uh, sprints where we uh, focus on a particular area and do an outreach you know to companies that may be interested in those areas and and have uh, uh, some very you know short type presentations uh, you know single one or two meetings but you know short kind of you know presentation to just let uh, the, those companies know, uh, you know, what's going on within the university, within those areas. So we've, uh, we're trying some, some different things, but this is a, a very focused effort to, you know, help to grow our, uh, you know, corporate uh, partnerships, if you will. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think the, the university industry, um, you know, there's so many kind of shared goals and, um, you know, efficiencies that can be created when universities and industry work together. Um, but often it takes a lot of effort and, and kind of, you know, handholding to, to get to that point, especially around research, because, you know, often the university and the company just kind of, you know, they work in very different ways, right? And they're, they're used to working um, kind of, you know, the way that they always have. So getting them to kind of break down those silos and, um, you know, think about ways that, that they can work together to, you know, both benefit, I think is, is so important. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about COVID, right? Of course, we have to talk about COVID, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I've seen, and it's been really a credit to Polsky and a lot of the other universities in, in the state and kind of how innovative they are, um, is how quickly they kind of pivoted to provide a lot of these services virtually, right? I mean, obviously, a lot of this, you know, typically would happen at the Polsky Exchange, there'd be, you know, meetings and presentations. And, um, you know, I'm certainly no stranger to going down to Hyde Park and going to, to many of those events. Um, and obviously, that all had to be shifted online. So, you know, how have some of the services and, and resources that you all provide to your, you know, university researchers that might be commercializing their innovations or, um, you know, trying to, to do university industry partnerships, how have you been able to move that online and, and kind of keep those activities going over the past year or so? Well, uh... We, you know, I assume like everyone else have, you know, learned how to uh, do business, you know, through Zoom and Teams. And uh, we, you know, very much worked uh, early on to, you know, be able to uh, set ourselves up and be able to uh, do business, you know, through uh, remote, remote access. And, you know, just a little bit of more, more about me. I joined in March, and so everything has been remote for me. So I've established, you know, all of my our work processes and you know relationships, and you know all of my introductions have been over Zoom. So I, I will uh, definitely treasure when we're able to go back, uh, go to campus. For me, it'll be go to campus, not going back, but go to campus. And so I, I'd say that, uh, you know, we're we've been able to benefit, uh, we've had, um, and this goes back to the relationships, uh, you know, with faculty members, we're fortunate that, you know, we've had strong relationships and, and that, and as we move remote, uh, we've been able to, you know, leverage that. And even as we add new people, uh, we have, you know, folks that have, you know, those established work, uh, relationships and work processes that they've been able to pull, uh, help to, 
to integrate the new people uh, into you know the whole workflow. Uh, you know, with respect to COVID, uh, we did act early on to uh, you know make our technologies available. You know, uh, in a uh, non-exclusive, you know, royalty-free uh, license agreement, albeit limited, for any you know company that wants to come along and be able to use use our uh, technologies going forward. But uh, we, I, I think, um, you know, even as we come back to campus, just going back to you know, kind of the you know work process itself. Even as we come back to campus, I think that we there's I don't think it's going to be as it used to be in the past, uh, you know, based on my discussions with the uh, people that have, you know, been here longer term. Uh, there will be, you know, remote aspects. And uh, I think the uh, being there on campus, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be, you know, for necessarily 40 hours a week, I don't think. I think that we've learned how to work remotely. We, we learned how to get our business done in this fashion so it does lend itself to more flexibility and uh you know being able to uh um you know handle things uh, 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 you know a little differently going forward but um it's a challenge that I, I feel really good that the team has been able to you know overcome if you we have set up you know metrics for um our operations, you know, with things like uh, invention disclosures and patent filings, and you know, we look at you know how we're doing this year versus pre-COVID. And uh, initially, we did have a little bit of a hit, but it, as I'm looking now, our effectiveness and our efficiency uh, is nearly what it was, you know, pre-COVID. Um, you know, based on kind of the the key performance indicators, you know, for our group. Yeah, and I think the the saying goes, necessity is the mother of innovation, right? I mean, yeah. you have no choice but to to move a lot of these things virtually, and um, you know, kind of keep plowing ahead. It's it's what we're you know all forced to do, and um, you know, it's been great for um, Polsky and and the rest of the university incubators that we work with to see that they've been able to move so much of what they're doing online. When you know, really before this, right, all of these services, or at least the vast majority, were offered in person and and kind of directly on campus. So um, it's been really, really encouraging to see. Um, before we move on, and I, I did want to um, ask you about kind of what's next for Polsky. Um, but first, I want to circle back to one of the things you mentioned earlier, um, which is, you know, what Polsky is doing to support other businesses on the South side, right? And it's, it's something that we've documented um, over the past few years in our university entrepreneurship issue uh, of our Illinois Innovation Index, which has been, you know, Polsky and a few other university entrepreneurship centers kind of opening their doors to the community, right? And saying, it doesn't matter if you're a student or a faculty member here, um, you know, we have these kind of startup and business support resources uh, that we want to make available to the community, right? And, you know, being a native Southsider yourself, it must be cool to see, you know, the university kind of opening its doors and saying, you know, how can we help you, you know, grow your business and be successful? So um, I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about that activity and just, you know, the work that Polsky's doing to try to bring, you know, other community-based businesses uh, into the fold there and supporting them as well. 
Yes, I'll mention a couple of things. And, and first is one of the reasons that, uh, you know, I was attracted to this role at Polsky uh, is that it is at the university on the south side and the university has made commitments to uh, try to advance the cause of, uh, you know, local businesses there uh, on the south side. So that community engagement uh, is something that I was very much interested in. Of course, it's been a challenge. Uh, the exchange has a lot of, uh, you know, had a lot of face-to-face -face activities. You know, some of them have moved virtually, but uh, it, it it has slowed down some. We expect it to ramp back up, you know, once we get back to our no normal mode of operation, uh, because a lot of these, you know, companies are, they're new to the University of Chicago. Uh, they you know, don't have the connections. So it, it's a little bit, you know, tougher, you know, remote, but the team has, you know, worked to, to do um, as best it can to, you know, continue with the, uh, some, with the programs that they've had, the outreach, as well as the, uh, you know, educational programming that they've had in order to, uh, you know, try to benefit the community. But it, we, the, the model has been in the past that, you know, these companies are able to come into the exchange and, you know, take advantage of, uh, you know, mentors that are there and, you know, be able to do their work there, set up shop. And of course, that's not the case now. So there's an aspect of it that's naturally, you know, just uh, being delayed due to, uh, you know, our current situation. But, you know, this is, the university is committed to it. It's the, uh, one of the things that I want to, you know, make and you know strongly be part of as we kind of re-ramp back up it's one of the things that uh frankly attracted me to istc as well and uh you know i'm also interested in the you know institute and you know stem based uh you know, education there on the south side so there's i i think there's a lot of you know you know fruitful uh type opportunity you know for this going forward uh we've done you know moderately well uh but there's nothing like in this particular instance you know given the outreach that face-to-face uh, -face and you know touch point that uh so it's made it a little difficult in in the current environment yeah, well, here's hoping we can get back to in-person soon and providing some of those services, because obviously when you kind of leave the confines of the university and, you know, maybe folks aren't just an email away, it becomes more difficult to, to do some of that work virtually. Um, so I do want to ask, you know, what's next for Polsky? Uh, it seems like you guys have, have just grown and grown over the past uh, four or five years, especially in, in the, the space that you guys have in Hyde Park and um, the work that you're doing. So um, what are some areas that you'd like to see um, Polsky kind of expand its efforts in? And, and what do you see over the next, uh, you know, few years? Yes. So we look to... Kind of, uh, we, we look to support is probably the best way to say it, you know, support the in uh, new areas of focus across the university itself. So one is, uh, you know, quantum technology. Uh, the University of Chicago is, is, you know, at the forefront along with uh, Argonne and, and Fermi. Uh, 
in uh, quantum technology, in, whether it be you know information sciences or computing or you know sensors or uh, communications. Uh, and so we grow uh, as the university you know grows in that space space and makes uh, investments. So and that is you know one of the things or kind of one dimension of growth that you will see that as we, you know, add with, uh, you know, new areas of study, Polsky will grow in those areas to look at the opportunities for commercialization. And so uh, one is the, you know, quantum, we're also growing in computer science and, you know, data sciences. Uh, we'd like to, uh, you know, grow more in our physical sciences and, you know, chemistry and, and in those areas. So many, grow beyond sort of the the life sciences which is has been kind of the bread and butter of uh you know much of the commercialization work and translational work uh so that is you know with respect to you know science and technology itself with respect to you know our commercialization effort i want to you know continue to bring uh you know new operations uh build up the uh, effectiveness and efficiency of the organization uh, so that we can be, you know, uh, world-class in the operation of translation or commercialization. Um, and it's, we have such great ideas coming, coming out of our universities. It's just great if we are, you know, good and excellent in that translation and being able to get it out there. And, uh, you know, the, the whole pipeline is, you know, strong. So, you know, my role is to continue to work on, you know, those efficiencies and effectiveness and be able to, you know, build the organization in the right way to, to uh, handle these, you know, new concepts uh, or new areas of focus with respect to the university, and then uh, continue to increase our effectiveness and, and efficiency. And uh, want to always conti continue to make it to be a great, you know, place of work. Uh, you know, one that you know creates opportunity for you know these uh, special skill sets that I mentioned earlier. And the beauty of the Polsky organization is that we have, and the uniqueness is that we have, uh, you know, science coupled with business, right, together, you know, along with that community en engagement that I mentioned. That's a unique blend, you know, organizationally, if, if you will. And uh, <clears throat> there's always work to make that whole thing more effective and you know leverage more of you know the booth uh, expertise in driving our you know science and technology uh you know move towards you know companies and and uh, licensing use of the technology so it's it, kind of that's how i see it you know growth technology wise subject matter technology wise as the university grow and we get these new areas uh, growth in effectiveness and efficiency, and then, you know, growth in the leverage of the different piece parts of uh, Polsky uh, and bringing those together. 
Yeah, and it's it's kind of amazing that we got through so much of this conversation without talking about quantum, right? I mean, that's been kind of the headline for for U Chicago and Oregon and Fermi and you know all of the universities that are working on that recently. So it's going to be exciting, I think, to see you know what you all are are able to do with that, and um, you know hopefully making Chicago kind of the epicenter of of quantum technology uh, in the U.S., which is of course you know kind of kind of our goal to to support that. So uh, we're looking forward to see you know, bringing that unique kind of business and science and innovation all together uh, around some of these growing technology areas is going to be really exciting to see. Um, and I have to, you know, commend you guys on just the culture that you've built of innovation and entrepreneurship at Polsky. I think, you know, when you're you're in Hyde Park and you visit the Polsky Exchange, you can kind of feel the the energy and the the culture of wanting to create something, you know, really new and, and impactful in terms of um, you know, science and, and technology innovation. So um, thanks for, for all of the work that you're doing down there to make that possible. Um, and I also want to thank you, Bill, for, for coming on the show with me today. Hey, thank you, Matt. Thank you. And uh, look forward to continue to work with you on uh, ISTC endeavors. <laughs> yes, likewise. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you.